Blog Talk Radio. Every, 
Now, he's interesting. I have not, and I haven't really just really put my grit into it, but I was like, God, look at this dude. He is a sucker. I mean, like, he's just buying her everything. And you can kind of tell she's kind of, like, indifferent towards him. So the other day she was, like, on there, well, I will say this. I can't remember their names, but this girl, this particular girl, she was telling him that they can't have sex until she get her breast done. <laughs> I said, this bitch about to get a breast done. I mean, that quick. He said, whatever you want, baby. I'm like, oh, my Lord, this dude is really a poor poor dude. (laughs) But, yeah, so I've been watching Love After Lockup. I also, I know there's the black girl who's a professional on there, and I don't know her name, but she she just got her dude out of prison. And I can't remember what his, see, that's why I said I don't want to talk about it because I can't remember everybody's name. But here's what I'll say about her because, she strikes me as the girl from Kansas City last year. She, because the grandma said something specific, said how you know the grandma says because the grandma they all went to get him out of prison. She went with his family to get him out of jail. You know his uh, when he was coming out, and he looks like he's a nice guy. He looks like he's he maybe he there's hope for him that he'll start doing well and everything. But you know, I actually think that Achilles' heel for him is going to be her. Because the grandmother said something interesting when they went to pick him up from jail. She said to the, you know, to the camera crew, she said, I don't understand why a woman who has it going on, got her life together and everything, goes to jail to look for male men. You know, and I, and I said, I understand why, because they think they want a sense of control of those, those men, and they think they control them through money aspects and stuff like that. Uh, which they find out later they can't do that. Um, so I do think she's going to be a controlling aspect. You can already see it in her. You can see that energy of control, sort of like last year with JaVale and whatever their name was, I forget, from Kansas City. She had the same thing. I think she wanted to control him. I mean, she was buying him stuff right out of jail, fresh out of jail. She was expecting him to start a family and all kind of stuff. So I think it's the same thing with this girl, except for this girl wants a baby. Like, he got to be real careful with that because he just got fresh out of jail. You can already tell she's she looking at her clock. And see, here the thing is, you know, some men on the outside who cool, they, you know, got it going on, they self, look at her, and you know, you can be a female who did everything right. Like, say, for instance, you went to school, you graduated, you got your job, a nice job, six figures, whatever, but you might not. I done met a lot of chicks that ain't mentally right in their head, like who complete. They, they great disciplinaries, disciplinarians as far as finishing what they start. But they're not. Um, sometimes not all females, but I'm saying a lot of them. Sometimes a, a, a lot of y'all girls will be kind of lacking in other like. It'll be they'll be not so smart in a whole bunch of other departments and stuff like that, or not so great. So, you know, I think that. This female, me and probably noticed that she's desperate. You know, she she has a tinge of desperation to her. Like she maybe she may be looking at her clock like I want a baby, I want a baby, I want a baby. <laughs> right? And men don't like that. They sometimes just want to flow. You know what I'm saying? Flow through it. So I think that she went to jail because she feels like she could probably control this guy faster and get her baby. You, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, there's the type of women who will put men and men like that in bad positions because they'll get pregnant by them. And then they'll know these men are not, are coming fresh out of, you know, jail and have to 
in some sense, to start over. They need a slow start. They have to uh, accustom themselves to the outside life again. They have to accustom themselves to hopefully, you know, it's hard, it's a tough world out here if you have a felony, and they have to accustom themselves to trying to find, you know, trying to find a job out here in these streets and stuff. And here you are trying to give him a baby, like within a few months. And 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 the man's like, yo, like he he, he you know he ain't even equipped to take care of himself. But what happened with chicks like that is once they get pregnant and stuff, and the man is feeling the pressure, because obviously this person, you know, sometimes a lot of people are in jail because not all time, all the time, but a lot of they haven't been able to control certain situations in their lives and pressure. They might not do as well under pressure, but here this bitch is gonna put them under pressure with a baby. And then when they get pregnant, they start saying, well, when you going to get a job? When you going to make more money? When they knew he wasn't the type, he couldn't probably do it as fast as other people. You get what? So that's why I say those. you have to be very careful of those type of chicks. And I see them constantly on love after lockup, especially when they're real professional and got it going on. And they come to, man, to jail looking for a man. Mm-hmm. That's usually some form of control, because I thought that about Chevelle. Uh, from I think was that her name, the girl's name from Kansas City. Because I, I, she was immediately trying to put a family on him. He had been in jail since he was a teenager. Like bitch, he he got he don't even know how to be a man. How you trying to make him a man? I mean, he got to come out of jail. He needs to get himself together. You know what I'm saying? It's, you and you automatically trying to put pressure on him. To, to 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 take on your, your ready-made man because she had a daughter. She was ready. She was looking for a dad. I mean, looking for one. I mean, searching. We gonna be a family. We gonna be a family. That's all she kept stressing. So, men, listen. I'll say this, fellas. When you are in jail and you y'all know these professional chicks out here, they be some of them who roam in the jail. Be very careful. Because these chicks will put more pressure. If you're serious when you're getting out about getting yourself together, and for the chicks who are serious about males, don't put so much pressure on them. Loosen up. I mean, these dudes don't need relationship, uh, hardcore relationships when they first get out of jail. Some of them be swindling out anyway. But for the ones who are serious, don't get involved like that quickly. Especially when a woman's giving you or a man's giving you money and stuff, because they're going to put some heavy things on you. So, just interesting about love after lockup. Okay, so that I did get to watch a little bit of that. It's just a, it's even with the black guy who's messing with the white girl who's spending all this money on her. He's expecting sex. He's expecting all this stuff right up. He's expecting her to marry him, to marry her, and everything. And you know. It just seems so desperate, just a sniff of desperation, you know. And that's why it tells you why the outside relationships, why they can't get anybody functioning on the outside. They go to jail and they try to find people that are in some bad circumstances. And a lot of people say, well, these jail people are swindling these people. But it's both ways. Sometimes it's the outside people using their money to manipulate these type these type of people. You know what I'm saying? They know they both getting things done going. You know? So it's like when you giving all this money to somebody who's in jail and you immediately going to the jailhouse talking, about, we gonna get married when we get out. Well they gonna feel an obligation to your ass. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a it's a very interesting uh, show. I like I love shows like that. Y'all know how I love watching shit like that because it gives us a picture into the human mind. I am so like you know I get so um, interested in situations because it tells us how we as humans behave because I feel like none of us are that far away from being that. That's why we always have to keep ourselves spiritually healthy, mentally healthy. I say the same thing with the ID channel. Like every human being has the, um, how do I say this, has the, uh, has the uh, thing for like where a thing inside them where they could commit the ultimate crime. But it's how you it's 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 keeping yourself spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, and in a great place, so that you don't descend down into the depths of depri- deprivation, right? So I like shows like that because I always find you you always see how we as human beings kind of work in our psyche and how it could be when we 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 start sweeping down in desperate and depri- and deprivating circumstances, okay? So, yeah, so that was with uh, Love After Lockup. I did get that. Growing Up Hip Hop. Okay, let me just say this, okay. I'm going to say a few words about Growing Up Hip Hop because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I be having it on, but sometimes I will be paying no attention. <laughs> y'all might cry a lot. Listen, I, and, you know, here, I think we're going now through the breakup where Angela broke up with the boxer. Angela Simmons is breaking up with the boss. First of all, I think Angela likes Bow Wow, but I die, you know, I digress. I think Bow Wow is just a dude that does not want to settle down, okay? And I, it, there's there's something. Now I'm starting to see it. At first I wasn't seeing it where men would say, you know, I would hear different men talk, especially online and different things like that, about Angela Simmons and people they be saying it's just something about Angela. And now I'm kind of seeing it. At first I didn't get it because, you know, I'm a big Angela Simmons. I like Angela. But now I see it. There's this, this like, kind of, it's it's actually Virgoing. That's what I see. She's a Virgo. So I really feel, and I can I can respect that being a fellow, being a Virgo moon, right? I don't know. There's, there's like Angela's trying to loosen up, but it seems like she can't. Like it's like she, she can't shake all the way that Virgo energy off of her for some reason, and she comes across sometimes as, I don't know, like a perfection, like kind of, like too perfect. I mean, she's not perfect, but she comes across like as being very stern. Very Virgo like she's loosening up a little bit. She's trying to, but I think it's hard for her in relationships. I, I can see it with her and the boxers together. I, I, I felt she lacked a feminine quality. Like she, she was trying to be feminine. I can't, I can't explain it, but there was something like the things like, like it was something that wasn't relaxed. Like, you know, you can see he was trying to chill out or whatever, but Angela's, even though she's trying, but it seems like she can't, I can't explain it. I can't explain It's not that, but, you know, the only person she does that with, and she does it, it's with powwow. Like, when she's with him, she softens. Like, you see, like, uh, a different girl come out. That's why I said, ooh, 
He really likes him. But the problem is he just isn't ready for that serious relationship. But she has this softness towards him. But, you know, yeah, I see it, what y'all been talking about. I haven't quite gathered what it is about Angela, but I was not surprised when that relationship ended because when I saw them together, he looked like he was not still sure. Like she looked like she was trying to make more of it than what it was, right? That's my personal opinion. And he kind of had this, uh, this like this thing that wasn't sure. I don't know. I feel like maybe Angela lacks vulnerability in some senses when she needs to have it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so and then you got uh, 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 JoJo trying to do the uh, the uh, what is it the um. They got the thing coming up next week, the, uh, what is it they having? Some little talent show or something? I can forget what they call it. But, yeah, I'm ready to see that. Egypt is going to perform. I'm excited because I love Egypt. I'm a, I don't like how Sam made her cut her hair, but she's beautiful anyway. Egypt's beautiful with short hair or long hair. But, you know, Nick Rose like Sam. I'm serious. She got. She's gonna have to bump her head hard. I, I hate to say it. You, you know, sometimes other people can't see it. He's one of those who I've had people like that in my family. Let me tell you something. I've had people like Sam come into the family dynamic, and and you 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 want to be able to do something. You like you know it's you like you like all oh, this person is just like where did she where did where did they get this person from? But you know the more you try to do something about it the more she's going to fall into the fuckery. And that's where they are. That's how I feel like Peppa and them have resolved themselves. They're trying to be supportive of Egypt because they know that if they don't, that's the only way she's going to see. She has to see him in her light. And I heard this week she made him her manager and all that stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And listen, I think Sam is a talented guy. The problem with Sam is that he 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 comes off as a not being able to read a room sometimes and also uh being very uh like there's always motives behind where he's at. Like there is not it's not even there's a motive to me even with Egypt. Like there's a and the motive is is to be connected to Saw and I mean to be connected to Peppa's brand, Treacher's brand, and to kind of ride into off of Egypt's talent. In my personal opinion, but he would never admit that, even though he has the talent and the looks and everything to go on his own. But I just don't think a guy like that believes he can do it. But what'll happen is when he, if he, it's just some, it, it, I can't explain it. It's something about him. But you know, hey. People, girls got to find out on their own, right? They just got to find out on their own, right? Uh, the other girl, uh, Mary J. Blige's stepdaughter, I forget her name. I like her. She's one of my favorites on there. Uh, she was kind of talking, she was talking to D- uh, Dash, Damon Dash's son, and he was telling her he didn't like her drinking, which it seemed like she was drunk kind of when she was talking to him at the place and got secure. I'm going to say something. And I don't know if she's doing that for the show or not. And I'm not trying to be funny right here because, like, she seems to have real extreme highs and real extreme lows. And I'm not, 
I'm not. This is right here where I'm not trying to be joking because I actually like her. But I wonder if she might be slightly bipolar because she has these extremes. I don't know. At least that's what it looks like to us watching it on TV. Because she needs to get like I'm like she might need to get some help or something because she. But she, I love her care. I love the energy of her. But I feel like there is so much she's carrying so much baggage and weight and there may be there there does seem to be a little drinking problem and you know here's the thing a lot of people if they are extreme and high experiencing extreme highs and lows with something like bipolar uh people will drink sometimes and they don't know why they're doing it they don't understand to, to help them uh, deal with their mood swings and mood situations and stuff like that and to to everybody else they look normal they to everybody else they look like they drunk, but to themselves they don't. You know, so yeah, I hope she really kinda sees because I think his son was right on point with her. I really do. Um what else in this show? Oh, Stevie J's been showing up for his daughter. Very interesting, okay. He um I I'm trying you know, yeah, listen, y'all, hey. It ain't too much I got for, uh, <laughs> I like Easy Easter. He's cool, him and his wife. But I just, I don't have much for growing up hip-hop. I mean, I feel like it's been a little low. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That show, it's, it's having a hard time, the show is. The show is having a hard time. Okay? My personal opinion, it's going through a little low. I don't know. But that's all I got for that one, okay? All right, so. I told y'all about the Ozarks. Let me tell y'all what I watched last night. I binge watched it, okay? My girlfriend, Malika, shout out to Malika. She's like, girl, on Netflix you got to watch Sex and Life. Uh, Sex and, what is it? Sex and, what is it called? Shit. I want to make sure I'm giving y'all. I think it's Sex and Life. It's Sex and Life. It's been in Amazon's top ten for like the last week. I got to tell y'all about this. Yes, Sex and Life. So I was like, she told me about it last week, and I was like, eh, I don't know, you know. And I always laugh because, you know, Malika is my uh, uh, sexy Capricorn friend. You know, she likes the sexy stuff. And I'm going to scrub you. I like sexy stuff, too. I'm like, you know, yeah, freak, what what you you watching Sex and Life? She's like, no, it's so good. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. So last night. I decided to watch it. And I was, you know, I was uh, me and her, me and her and an, another friend have a group text where we always texting each other. I'm, I'm like, oh my god! After the first episode, I'm watching it. <gasps> this show, I would say that every woman needs to watch this show before they get their ass married and have children. If you're married, you need to watch it before you have kids. I don't know who wrote this shit. It's a little out there on some parts, but for the most part, oh, my God, it is so good. It is about a middle-aged woman. Oh, she's not middle-aged. I don't know. She looks It's about a woman who's married, a suburban housewife. Been married for a while. She's, she's got one five-year-old and one little infant, right? And she's got the perfect, it looks from the outside, the perfect fucking life. Mini mansion, nice, and the husband that's an executive, doing the thing, right? 
what we don't understand is she is bored as fuck, okay? And she is thinking about her other life when she was a single chick and she was out in these streets. Now I was like, damn, I ain't never experienced none of this. <laughs> you never knew York City is single. Y'all was doing some shit, I guess, a lot of people. But, you know, uh, but it was, listen, she she was living the life. And so suddenly she's trapped in this marriage, and she's starting to question, like, did I make the right choice? So in start when she starts, she, she starts to think about her old boyfriend. Ugh. Old boyfriend is like a British, sexy, curly hair. I mean, record exec, so you know he's unconventional, creative, all this shit. And so, but he put her through a hell. I mean, like you know, like drug or like you know how the bad boys y'all in love with do. You y'all know everybody got Mr. Biggs, okay? Where you know you. you, you the one that you wish would have act right and they never fucking did, okay? That's that's what he was to her. And so she's good. This is this whole thing. She writes in her journal, and her husband reads her journal. And her and this is this whole thing that erupts in their marriage and this journey that it goes on. It is a highly sexual. It is really sexy. Let me just tell you all this, okay? It's sexy. It's got some great sex, great sex things in it. Uh <laughs> I mean, for for top four, uh, it's I, it's good. Y'all have to watch it. Y'all will be. I don't know. I'm gonna tell. Let me just say this story. If you're a female out here and you're going through some shit, you might be triggered. Okay, I'm just tell y'all. This is a triggering fucking series. <laughs> oh my god, it's good though. It's so decadent and good. And what I love about the series. It does not go the way you think it's going to go. Even though I see, listen, some critics were talking about it like shit, but it's been in the top ten of Netflix this week. Everybody's been loving it. But that's because critics sometimes want things to be cookie cutter, right? But what I love about this is there are some things that's outlandish, but for the most part, it's real shit. And here's the thing. They go the way you would not think. They go a way that is so crazy. It's so good. It's good. I can't tell y'all enough. Sex and life. Please watch it. <laughs> oh, God. Y'all will love it. Oh, my God. The first episode, I was like, huh? <laughs> Great shit. And for you women who are who got journals and y'all writing about y'all old obsession. Lock that shit up. Make sure you don't put that under something. Put that under recipes. That's what I hated about it. This is what I hated about it. But I'm a Scorpio. So, you know, Scorpios, we had, there's no way you would ever have found a journal of ours. We've been like, we like that shit, unless we want you to find it. Like, we like that shit up. If you some, we put that under some wild shit. You would never, you, it'd be deep in the, in the, in the, in the thing. You couldn't, you couldn't even try to look it up. Another Scorpio, but listen, she had it out where he could read it, which you know I was like, eh. like why would you keep that out? But her husband was trying to do these things that are exing, you know. Listen here, exes for exes are for a certain time and a place. But this gets so interesting because 
and this is what the only spoiler I'll give you guys. The ex, the fine, the sexy, the toxic, hung. <laughs> That's what yeah, they show you that in the Netflix. <laughs> uh, uh, interesting, adventurous, wants her too. Like he was in love with her too. Oh, so the shit gets real interested, okay? Oh, my God. Listen, and wants her with them two kids, too. <laughs> There's just one scene. Oh, I'm giving away spoilers right now, but it ain't enough of a spoiler that y'all can't go see. There's this one scene oh, where, like, she's going through a flashback, and... They, he he invites us the first night like of them getting together, like because she goes through flashbacks of their relationship. It's not really a spoiler. It's not enough. Y'all don't know enough. I'm not telling y'all enough, okay? But I got to tell y'all this one. She's up on the. He invites, and I was like, he's such a. Oh, like you, like you knew he was setting her ass up. Like you knew he was setting her ass. up. He invites her because, you know, he's already wickedly sexy, right? And he's already unconventional, so he knows taking her back to his unconventional place because she's an unconventional type of chick. He has this balcony. She goes out in this balcony. He's overlooking New York City. <gasps> what a swimming pool. Oh. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. It's a, it's the, it's like when they first met. It shows you when they first met. Do you think like a whole view of New York? I like it. You know, you know, I'm a corny chick. So one of my favorite songs is which I should have put on here for you guys to hear. I need to put on that. I need to upload that song one day so you guys I can play it on here. But one of my favorite corny songs, like I love songs I love, is from Arthur. The moon and what's it when you get caught? Arthur's theme when you get caught between the moon and New York City, because they have such a fucking great skyline. Oh shit, she was got. I, it, it's so good. This movie is so triggering, and I mean this series is so triggering to women in a number of ways. <laughs> and you should watch it. That's all. Oh my god, that was I loved it. Y'all know when I say I love something, I act up, okay? I loved it. It was so good. And I binge watched it. I couldn't stop watching it. I watched the whole first season all in one night. I didn't stop till like, I think I went to bed like at 3.30 or 4. But I'm a night owl anyway. But shit. What's that good? I'm serious. Y'all going to love it, okay? <laughs> All right, so after that, let's time, it's time for us to go to It's a Word. Do I got a word for y'all this week? I feel like my word was complex, was, uh, was, was, was somewhat influenced by this show. <laughs> but you know what? Here's my It's a Word, okay? It's been a number of things this week that influenced my It's a Word. It's simple. Life is complicated, and it will come with mistakes and sins (laughs) and drama and all kinds of things. Embrace it. Embrace them as lessons. 
you know, I don't know if y'all like me. I'm a Virgo moon, okay? So I grew up, I always talk about my Virgo moon aspect because I feel like my Virgo makes so many, used to make so many decisions for me. Like my Virgo, like young girl, you know, because I was always trying to be perfect, but, you know. But I had, my Scorpio had a little secret side. But, you know, you knew me, if you knew me in school and stuff, I was always doing this perfect. I was, you know, like I'm the, always the do the right thing girl, <laughs> right? And I'm still sometimes like that, right? And so, uh, you know, I realized that as I was growing up, one of the things I did not want to seem like it was I didn't want to seem um, a certain way to people. I was always concerned about my image, image or how I came off to people, always concerned with Perfection and sometimes, and, and a lot of it was really fear, and so a, a lot of it caused crazy decisions and everything. And here's the thing that was really hard, what I didn't understand that I was really, you know, I was really an ego, and that I was really expecting of myself a less than human experience. I was trying to be perfect in an imperfect human, and. We are all imperfect. We will all make good and bad decisions in our lives, right? We will make decisions that people will hate us for, who will, people will dislike us for. We will make some decisions that people will love us for and praise us for. But it is all a part of your experience, your uh, your life experience, right? And so I guess what I'm trying to say to you all today is, in life, understand this, especially if you're a spiritual person. Repentance will be mandatory. <laughs> you will always do things. You will do something that you may have to repeat. be sorry to God for. Oh, God, why did I do that? <laughs> life will present you situations where you will be the bad guy, right? It's okay. Y'all like, wait a minute, Carlotta, hold on. No, no. I'm not telling you to go out and deliberately do bad things or deliberately hurt people and stuff like that. No, but I'm saying that as you live life, sometimes you're going to be the good guy. A lot of times, hopefully a lot of times you're the good guy, but there will be times when you will be the bad guy, and you have to be okay with the imperfections and situations in your life. Like, you know, I used to always try to make up things in my head, like, you know, when I would hurt a person, i say, you know, I didn't really mean to hurt them. I was just blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I was just a bad fucking guy. Okay? I was just like, I, I didn't want it anymore. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And so it's okay to embrace those imperfect moments and try to learn lessons from when you were the bad guy so that the next time – or the bad person, or the bad link in a situation, so that the next time you handle things with care and you handle things far differently. But understand, life will always present to you a series of different things where you won't always come out fresh and clean, right? You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. Embrace it. It's called living, okay? Uh it is just life, and you will have lessons where you uh, you just will not always uh, you will not always appeal to everybody's thought pattern or what you should do, and that's okay. Learn 
this is this is the beautiful part of living, right? The beautiful part of living is that, um, and I, I listen. I'm not telling y'all to deliberately do stuff. I'm talking about when you find yourself in a situation where you didn't handle things good, or instead of always trying to be perfect or trying to always make it, you know, be be okay with the idea that sometimes you're going to make mistakes, or be okay with the sometimes that your decisions are going to affect people differently. And sometimes you're not going to be able to recognize how your decisions may hurt others or stuff like that. And when you do recognize them, then use that lesson to, um, how can I say it, to, uh, to be a better person. But understand those, those situations will come. Like for me, I always try to be the perfect girl. I grew up in the church. I always try to be perfect, 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 perfect. And I heard anybody, please everybody, please everybody, please everybody. And I had to cut that bullshit out because I had to realize, you know what? I'm going to hurt some of y'all because I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. <laughs> that's why I got, that's why I got, that's why I got Jesus because I'm not perfect. I mean, I'm sorry. That's why I pray. I am not perfect. Right? And I had to come to that conclusion with myself because in my, in my ego-driven state, I was always trying to be perfect. And it's it's okay. Where you learn to be a better person and you learn to be, uh, to have better emotions towards people is to to embrace even your shadow side and to learn um, the lessons that the shadow side provides so that you can, in turn, become a better person. Understand where you went wrong in a situation or a thing, okay? So I guess that's my it's a word. I hope you guys get it. Embrace your life lessons. Understand that you won't be, everything won't be, um, you know, everything won't be perfect. I have a family member right now, I always be telling her, because I see her little, she's got a little perfectionist thing about her, and I'm always telling her, relax, you're young. Trying to be what everybody wants you to be, just be you. Well, I don't want to just be you. Because trust me, if you fail to not, when you're trying to be something for everybody else, you will only hurt yourself. And you need to go through those life lessons of. Um how you interpersonally learn to talk to people and communicate with people and grow is to put yourself out there, to put your ideas out there, to put the real you out there. That's how you will learn. That's how you will grow with what's right with you and what's wrong with you. That's how you'll understand yourself, not trying to appear what you perceive is perfect to everyone, okay? You you have to be you, and that's how you'll learn about you and you'll be able to grow. And all of us have imperfections and things about us that sometimes are not so good. And if we hide them sometimes and we stuff them down and we pretend like we're, you know, we're we're pleasing everybody, then we really don't grow as humans. And eventually what will happen is we'll crack under the um, disguise and the mask of imperfection. We'll crack under it. I've had to crack. <laughs> Right, and sometimes I have to crack still because sometimes I find myself doing that. Right, um, but you can, you know, you gotta. That's how you grow. That's how you. Uh, that's how you learn 
man, what I did wasn't so good. You know, maybe I need to do this. But if you're always trying to appear to people a certain way because you just want to please people and you don't want to appear to be the bad guy, but inside you really wishing you'd done something or inside you're really, I think that's where you fail to grow because I think you're hiding yourself and you're hiding yourself from um, from critique, spirit, you know, crit, uh, uh, not destructive critique, but critique from others that can be helpful. And you're hiding yourself uh, from um, self knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So I hope y'all get it. That's y'all. It's a word for the day. I hope y'all get it. And I hope y'all understood what I'm talking about. That was my it's a word for this week too. So, okay. All right, so Bismarcky, man, oh, I was so sad to hear because I've been hearing Bismarcky was sick for, you know, a little while, and Bismarcky passed away at the age of 57 this week, you know, you got what I need, just a friend, I mean the song Just a Friend, but my favorite song by Bismarcky was Vapors, (laughs) Vapors was my shit back in the day, right, but let me tell y'all a story about Bismarcky, okay? I met Bismarcky once. No, twice. Bismarcky was my neighbors. I used to have these neighbors next door, guys, a bunch of guys that used to live next door to me. And they kind of knew a lot of people. They were popular and stuff. And so one day I was coming I was coming from the mall. I remember I went up to the mall with my grandmother. And I think uh, I saw a bunch of kids around, and they said Bismarcky was there. But I didn't really trip out because it was so many kids, you know, Around this was probably it was just like this had to be like late eighties or something like that. <laughs> might have been eighty nine or something like that eighty nine ninety or something like that and uh, I can't remember maybe it was a little later than that. it was I know I had I was young okay but and I know it was kind of he was kind of real popular around that time <laughs> and so uh, I was walking up my stairs and you know I look over to the to to, to the next door neighbors and they all out on the porch and everything like that. And like, what's up, Keith? Uh, uh, what's up, Kiki or Keisha? You know, they call me Kiki. Some people call me Keisha. I say, hey, hey, you know, whatever. And then I looked. I got on porch. I got on my porch and I looked across again, and there was this monkey sitting there. I say, is that? And they start all start laughing. I say, is that this monkey? <laughs> and he was like, hey, young lady. He and he was real nice. He was just sitting on their porch chilling in the middle of the hood. <laughs> And I met him twice like that. Like, he was just there. It's just like, like nothing. He was, I didn't really talk to him long, but I was so tripped out. I was like, what? You know, whatever. And everybody was laughing. I was like, wow, it's nice to meet you or whatever. But, yeah. So I remember that, you know, from when I was young. And then Biz Markey, I used to say, I, used to, I saw him at the Essence Fest, I think, one DJ, and he was really, such a really good DJ. I think I saw Biz Markey one more time DJing, too. Biz Markey was one of the best DJs ever, okay? So prayers and, you know, uh, prayers to his family. And you know what? You guys, you young, older hip-hop men, uh, and older men, period, R&B and hip-hop, Y'all take care of yourself. He died of diabetes complications. Please try to take care of y'all self. Y'all need to take care of some of y'all. So a lot of y'all young got y'all middle-aged guys in hip-hop dying very young. Get yourself together. Get your health together. And, you know, just prayers, you know, prayers for his family. And uh, very sad 
but uh, yeah, be, uh, uh, but he was he was really cool. He was he was uh, he was cool the couple of times I met him. I was young. I was probably like maybe sixteen, seventeen, you know, or whatever. But yeah, so uh, yeah, rest in power to Big Bismarcky. Okay, all right. When we come back, y'all, we gonna get into this news on in these streets. Okay, Johnson and Johnson is just having a hard time out in these streets. Johnson and Johnson, they might as well wrap their vaccine back up and just throw it and put that shit on, <laughs> on hold. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about that when I come back. We're going to talk about uh, a woman runs red light 49 times to get that ex-boyfriend. Are y'all crazy out in these damn streets? I, can, I don't know what the hell y'all is wrong with y'all. Then Popeye's chicken done made an announcement, and I'm scared for y'all. Because anytime Popeye's shit can make an announcement, I get scared as hell for y'all. Y'all know how y'all Negroes be out here acting with these Popeye chicken sandwiches and shit like that. They done made another announcement. We're going to talk about that. And uh, we got to talk about um, Snow Allegra. I, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me just take this shit, this bullshit. I, now I'll come back and talk about this bullshit of Snow Allegra. Y'all comparing her to short day. Are, we, are y'all crazy? What in the world's going on with y'all?
the world. Mind like on a roll. Talk like she can get me hot with the convo. Then we fight like Battle of the Alamo. What you do? Oh, here we go. Skin caramel, fine like baby hair cute. But she gon' raise a lot of hell. Truth is I'm running out of lot to tell. New chick, I'm the new chick. I done lost count of excuses about why we can't be exclusive. Yeah. But I'll be damned if I lose it. I can't say I never knew it. I can't plan with your heart that's foolish. Sometimes when I think what we could have been. Hope and dream and we get back to the game. Festival season, we thought it never end. Holding your hand, holes in my plans. Tears in your eyes. Walking up the doctors, I've been feeling dead inside. If it don't cry, I know you terrified. Peace of mind, I hope we both Humans and monkeys. 
I see, you know what? I told, let me tell you something, okay? Expect, I'm just going to tell you all, other virus and viruses and things to be on the map coming out. Why? Because we live in a crazy-ass fucking world, and we got crazy-ass people doing experiments in, uh, uh, in their little labs and shit like that, and these always go bad, okay? So um, it is what it is, okay? Just crazy, okay? I just saw that, and I was like, what? Now people got to be worried about COVID and monkeypox, okay? Also in the news, uh, what was I talking about? What was I going to do? I'm, I'm trying to take, I'm, I'm going to take my time before I get to snow because I got a lot to say about y'all trying to compare snow and lake route here at a short day. But I'll get to that in a moment. I'm going to make people mad. And it's okay. I'm okay with it. I want all the smoke. <laughs> you don't like it? You can. You know how y'all can do, y'all do. Y'all can send me a message and we'll do what you do. It says, FDA warns potential Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine linked to rare disorder. Johnson & Johnson, at this point, y'all asses might well just wrap y'all vaccine back up and put it up. <laughs> it's a bit. It says, the warning after 100 preliminary reports of uh, Gillian Barr occurred again and, they, and not only that But Johnson & Johnson done had a recall I think on sunscreen and stuff I gotta read that But I'm like damn <laughs> But it says against the backdrop Of about 12.5 million Johnson & Johnson vaccine recipients The Food and Drug Administration This is from foxnews.com It says the Food and Drug Administration Announced a new warning on Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine And a possible link to Julianne Barr, a, Julianne Barr, Julianne Bear, a rare autoimmune nerve disorder. The agency revised the vaccine's accompanying fact sheet to reflect an increased risk of the disorder following vaccination. The warning comes about a hundred after about a hundred preliminary reports of Julianne Barr cases against a backdrop of 12.5 million Johnson and Johnson doses administered. The FDA said in a statement Monday. Of the total, 95 cases were serious and involved hospital, uh, uh, hospitalizations with one reported death. However, the FDA stopped short of pinning, uh, pinning a casual relationship between the vaccine and rare disorder. Although the available evidence suggests an association between Janison vaccine and the increased risk of GBS, it's insufficient to establish a casual relationship. The statement reads later, adding, Adding, importantly, the FDA has evaluated the available information for the Janssen uh, COVID-19 vaccine and continues to find the known and potential benefits clearly outweigh the known and potential risk. Mm the updated warning advises seeking immediate medical attention upon symptoms post-vaccination, like weakness or tingling sensations, especially in the legs or arm, worsening or spreading to other parts of the body, difficulty walking, difficulty with facial movements, including speaking, chewing, or swallowing, double vision or inability to move eyes, or difficulty with bladder control or bowel function. Johnson & Johnson has been in talks with the FDA and other regulators over rare cases, the company said on a statement Monday. The chance of having this occur is very low, and the rate reported cases exceed the background rate by a small degree. 
read the statement from Johnson and not Johnson, which also urged awareness over signs and symptoms and rare adverse events for prompt identification and treatment, okay? Uh, you guys can read the rest of this article at foxnews.com. Uh-uh, listen here, listen here, listen here. Y'all who got that Johnson & Johnson shot, all of y'all to get, whoever, everybody who got the vaccines or who, you know, if you've been vaccinated, I told y'all vaccination, in my personal opinion, I would never share. I don't, now I'm going to say never. I probably would not share because the thing is, I, I believe in HIPAA. But for those of you out here who have gotten it, Make sure, uh, or, you know, or if you don't want to share, you guys, and I understand that because I wouldn't share it either. But you guys, uh, please watch out for, out for symptoms in case you're feeling any, with any vaccine, okay? You know, check out yourself and try to make sure everything is okay, okay? Because there's still, you know, like I said with vaccines, there's, there's still, you know, even uh, va- vaccines take a long time to kind of really learn uh the uh what the implications are and stuff of them they're still kind of knowing that and sometimes you 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 know you don't know effects for years down the line okay so but you know for uh if you're going to get it just make sure you recognize that there could be it's rare cases but there could be some situations where you can have a little bit of issues okay so johnson and johnson at this point boy they've just been having it hard out in these streets i mean hard they having a hard time <laughs> Y'all gonna be going in time like that's that Johnson and Johnson? I don't think so. <laughs> don't fool me, Johnson and Johnson. I'm just reading the uh reading what they say in these streets, okay? I don't know. But yeah, but they say it's very rare, okay? So uh let's see. Popeye chicken, okay, let me just, when every time they make an annoying announcement, I get scared. I get scared for y'all because of how y'all behave with the chicken sandwiches. Shout out to Erin Magruder for uh, prophesying that chicken sandwich idea <laughs> on Boondock. <laughs> Where is Erin Magruder? I need Erin Magruder back in these streets. I need Boondock, even though I miss uh, the fact that Boo, the grandfather from Boondocks, man, I need Boondocks. Boondocks was prophetic in his early years, right? So, yeah, you know, Popeye's adds chicken nuggets to the menu, and they're made with the same batter as the chicken sandwich. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. I'm Now I'm really scared. they made with the same batter as the chicken sandwich. You know what? I'm telling y'all now. Don't be jumping in nobody's window trying to get no chicken nuggets. Damn it. I have not still tasted that chicken sandwich, by the way. I don't even know what the fuck that chicken I'm scared of that chicken sandwich. The way y'all was acting, y'all scared the fuck out of me about that chicken sandwich. I thought they had something special in there. Y'all was acting so damn crazy. I, I saw Popeye's workers outside sitting on benches with their head down. I mean, it was just terrible out in these streets when that Popeye's chicken was announced. I mean, people was having a Y'all was in line for hours. I felt like something was going on, someone right with it. I ain't tasted it yet. There's something, there's something addictive or something about it because y'all was jumping in drive-through windows and beating up people because your pot, your chicken sandwich didn't come in in, a, in, a, in thirty minutes. I mean, it was just, it was crazy out here. So I don't want to see the same thing happen with these chicken nuggets. But this is according to Yahoo. It said, watch out, Chick-fil-A, uh, Popeyes is now coming after you with chicken nuggets. On Tuesday, Popeyes announced the addition of chicken nuggets to their menus nationwide. 
The Nuggets are coated with the same batter as a famous chicken sandwich, which started a frenzy back in 2018, right before the pandemic. Hope they, I ain't going to say nothing. Beginning July 27, July 27, y'all, Lord, guests will be able to order the all-white meat chicken breast nuggets, which are marinated for 12 hours. And bread, battered and breaded with buttermilk and fried and fried with a chicken sandwich seasoning. These nuggets will be a, available in quantities ranging from four piece to thirty six piece orders in store. But customers who use Popeye's app or order online can place an order as large as forty nine. Okay, just like our game changing chicken sandwich, our new nuggets or anything are unlike anything you may have experienced before. You know what? Don't do it, Popeye's. I'm tired. Don't tell them that. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, no. The lines is going to be out of control. I just. Oh, all these media companies going to be testing them on their show. Let's taste them because they're trying to start a frenzy. Don't y'all go out there and create no frenzy about no chicken nuggets. Shit. It's the last thing we need y'all creating in the middle of a pandemic up here fighting for chicken nuggets. Damn. Crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> Another thing that's crazy in these streets is y'all comparing Snow Allegra to Charday. Believe this shit when I saw this shit. I said, wait a minute, somebody got to be playing. Uh, this is according to GlobalGrind.com. It says, one fan causes turmoil on Twitter after one striking comparison. It's so funny because I was reading that fan's particular tweet. And he said he didn't even believe it. So it was sort of like he put it out there. Just to start some shit, what he said. But he says, what did he say? He said, um, Snow Allegra is our Charday. The open, it was from Open Heart Child. Boy, folks start going off like me. It says, Snow Allegra recently released her first album since the Wiley Talks About Project, uh, uh, those, feel, uh, those Feelings Again, in 2019, entitled Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies. Fans have had mixed feelings about her latest project. I did listen to it. Yeah. Uh, some saying it was worth the wait, while others believe it's not as strong as they expected. Today, the songstress is trending. Uh, she was The other day she was, alongside iconic singer Charday because of one striking comparison. Not uh, sure if she, uh, Snow's uh, sleek ponytail uh, look are the sultry sounds of her music, but one fan struck a major nerve on Twitter Late last night. I, and, and let me just stop at this, okay, about Snow Allegra. She is meant to play on y'all's uh, 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 nostalgia for Chardet. Her hair slicked back. She got that kind of ambiguous look where you don't really know if she's black or half black or she really, uh, she's singing music soft, kind of like music like Chardet used to do and shit like that. You know, full of shit. I mean, I don't like, I, you know, I told y'all I got a problem. Yeah, listen, I know I'm a big, yeah, I, I would say Carlotta. Some people was got on me last time because I, I, I was talking about I didn't, I wasn't into Snow Allegra because I don't like the um, black aesthetics and stuff in her video that she tried to use. And, and people will say that same thing about, and I, hey, I respect the argument too, the same thing, the same argument about, uh, what's his name, Bruno Mars. This is facts because a lot of black R&B singers don't get the praise for doing the same shit that they doing. But Bruno, one thing I get, Bruno, Bruno really does try to come, you know, like, you know, really kind of celebrate, you know, try to be, know where he got the music from 
and he does really uh, show up at the BT Awards and stuff like that. So I, you know, I understand though the argument with Bruno. Though. I, you know, I, I ain't disengaging it, but I feel the same way about Snow Allegra. Okay, and when I first saw her in an interview, I was like, mm. I just wasn't impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get mad. I, because I thought she was trying to be Sade. Fuck that. There's only one Sade. I no, no, I don't like it when you try to be Sade. I don't like when Sierra was trying to turn it morph into Janet. That's what happened. That's where it all went wrong. When Sierra was talking about, you know, uh, the, you know, the uh, what's the song, the cook, the the, the two step and the and like whoa and all that stuff. That was different. It was kind of an odd kind of Atlanta sort of feel. It's kind of hard. But then it kind of like a Leah mixed with a little bit of Janet. It was a little bit of different thing. But when she started dyeing her hair black and started singing more and more soft and sad sound, I was like, what the fuck? Janet's already out here. We don't need a new Janet. Sade might be missing Snow Allegra for 10 and 12 years at a time. We got to find her ass, put a missing report out on her ass or something like that. But damn it, she's still here. And she gave us enough music that if she don't show back up, it can last us a lifetime. We don't need your ass out here trying to play on our nostalgia for Sade, okay? Bitch, take your hair down. Uh-oh. Am I making people mad? What is she? Is she Persian? Somebody told me she was like a mixed Persian. You know, people always, black people always try to try to find some black. She kind of got some black in her. Her daddy looked black. Her daddy. Somebody was showing a picture with her father with an afro or something like that. So Allegra is Persian, okay? Don't try Swedish or Persian or whatever the fuck. Stop it. Okay, and I like her to be that, and I like her to quit copying, quit the Chardonnaysies. It's like a dime store Chardonnay. Snow, what do you got to fucking offer? Okay, because I'm just—it's like an updated version of a hip hop version of Chardonnay. I, I seen her game right away. Throwing Michael B. Jordan's ass into the video, all the bullshit. I was like, oh God, my God. It, it, it was it was just stuff to just trying to appeal to black people in our senses right away. I just, you know, no. And when I feel like if you just got good music, just release that shit. Like, you be, like, is this how you were in in, in part, where, where you from, in Sweden or whatever? What the fuck, what the fuck you was doing? Like, I mean, I really, did you, did they set you up in the record company to look that way? Because I know it's always a pullback ponytail. Always the kind of classic look like Sharday. I'm like, I can tell when they trying to make another fucking Sharday and play off my senses. Don't play off my fucking senses. You're not Sharday. I said it. I'm, I'm, I want all the smoke, and I say she ain't that great, and I say she's a dime store copycat of Sharday. I don't give a fuck if y'all mad. I just want her to be snow. What's snow? What's snow do? Don't give me no hip-hop Sharday shit. <sighs> I see it what I see it. Oh, I hear Snow and Lake fans, man. Y'all like this. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't listen, here's the thing. Come close. She is talented, okay? I don't deny that. There's a voice there. Here's the thing though. Why are you playing off my Star Day senses? 
And why are you trying to be elusive about your your race? It's like in the videos, it's, they're dark. It's elusive about a race. I don't like that. It, you know what? You got good music. You got good fucking music. You ain't got to come to me and pretend to be black. You ain't got to put a black man in your video. I mean, if you're a fan of R&B sounds and R&B music, be yourself. That's all right. That's fine. She even kind of, I kind of felt like she had black scent, like with a, uh, 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 <laughs> with a, with a, with a, uh, what is it, uh, with an accent. <laughs> no, I just did maybe I got rubbed the wrong way in the first interview. I saw her in. And I was like, what? I mean, it just seemed like it was an obvious play for a short day. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, Sharday is such an icon. It's like, you know, Beyonce, I can tell Beyonce is a lot of Tina Turner. But she's also a lot of Beyonce. Okay. Beehive, gather close because I'm getting ready to say great things about Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce has borrowed from people, of course. But she has put her own spin on it. Like, like, you can hardly see, you can definitely, there is definitely a lot of Tina in Beyonce. There's a lot of Josephine Baker in Beyonce. There's a lot of burlesque in Beyonce. But Beyonce is Beyonce. And she brings Beyonce's own little spin to it. I like that. Now, Snow Allegra, I feel like you are trying to play on my senses and my nostalgia for Sharday. You, They told you to pull your hair back. Oh, yeah, she could be like. A cool version of Sharday. <laughs> Without the great ass band. Bitch, you need the band. You need sweet band. <laughs> this show is going to This show is not a, not a friendly show. Am I? I don't have any friends. I got to tell the truth. You don't have a Sharday band. Sharday? It's not just Sharday in the front. It's her old damn band. And when you go see Sharday, if you've ever had the experience to see Sharday, it is a fucking experience. That band, first of all, is half the mystique. Shit. And Sharday is the other fucking half. Okay? Bitch, it's not somebody with a lot of drum beats. No, and I know what y'all trying to do with her, okay? And that's all I'm going to say on that note. And she is not Sharday, and I'm glad everybody came through to say you're not Sharday. So here's what I want you to do, Snow. Take your fucking hair down. Quit trying to play the black people's, uh, 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 it's just like, you know, when people try to play the black people's food game, like they try to put in some, put some fried chicken or something, like, you know, when they at the voting booth and still trying to get us to come vote, everything like that. Quit trying to play to our, our game by putting through people like Michael B. Jordan's in your videos and shit like that. Be yourself. Is this, is that really you? Is this really you? Pull the ponytail, pull back, and, and, and trying to look like Sade and sound like her, like a hip hop, cheap, low budget, cheap budget version of Sade? I think that's what she's trying to do. And it worked for y'all. Except for this second album. Y'all been kind of dissing it. I've been seeing it. And it might be so. I did listen to it. I listened to it a little. I wasn't impressed. 
like a, it's like she's trying to be a neo soul Charday. <laughs> Even when she named her album, I was laughing at the name. I said, "You motherfuckers are something else." These record executives, they funny as fuck. I don't believe that her that's that's that girl at all. I just is pull her here back trying to sell us off version Charday. Get Charday's ass out here. I'm tired of this bullshit. Y'all be good. This is what happens when Charday. Charday, this is what happens when y'all stay away for a long time. You have you have people up in here trying to pretend to be trying to pretend to be you. Even you know. And let me tell you this, okay. Ain't nobody came through with knockoff Maxwell yet, okay? Except for Weekend. The Weekend, but he does pop, so he can't, he can't sing as good as Maxwell, so he can't do no knockoff. But Maxwell, you keep keeping your ass gone for a long period of time and celebrating nineteen uh, what's the album? Nineteen ninety nine albums, the two thousand one albums, and two thousand ten albums every ten and fifteen twenty year anniversary. I'm protesting his ass right now too. I was so tired of seeing now shit. I'm serious. I had to protest my favorite. I said, let me unfollow his ass while he's celebrating now. Because I'm telling you right now, I am not playing. Where is night? Follow because I don't want to see nothing about now. I, damn it, I don't care about now. I got the now album. I want to see where is night. And when you people stay away a long time, this is when we get these knockoffs coming through trying to remind us of y'all. Hey, Charday's been gone for a while. I think I'm going to create one with a little hip-hop vibe. <laughs> hey, Maxwell's been gone for a while. Let me create a pop star, a pop version of Maxwell. <laughs> like the bullshit. What the fuck? No. I know where you're going. You're not him. You're not Charday. Quit it. And this is why they do this, because they have long periods of time where they're gone. Maxwell and Charday, they say same bullshit. Maxwell and Charday, same bullshit. Okay? Both of them, both of them, just long ass time. Charday, she's out here trying to take your steeds. I'd be pissed about Charday. I'd be looking at her like, what? Because that's what they do today. That's what the new kids do. The new kids do, they don't want to be, they don't want to be original they don't want to borrow from they, they, their, you know, from the people they really like. And stuff. They just want to take a whole fucking image that somebody done worked real hard to to uh, uh, put together over a number of years and present it to the public. These motherfuckers just want to come and take your image. It's like, you know, and they come out there like, yeah, I'm going to ride off of uh, the nostalgia for a short day. I'm going to ride off of the nostalgia because don't, y'all don't show up that much. So when you don't show up that much, they say, shit, well, we can we can come out here and, and play off of that. It's a lot. It's a lot. No Snow Allegra. And I'm sorry I have to be so mean. But perhaps this will prompt her to take her hair down. Perhaps this will prompt her to put out a better music. It's a lot of y'all girls out there sounding like y'all singing in donut shops and cafes. I'm so tired of hearing the same. What's his name did it last week? And we're going to talk about him later on into the show. T-Pain, God bless his soul. He said the same thing. He said what I have been saying for a long time about rappers. But, you know, I'd be having this con- I would have this conversation probably with people about rappers, about calling each of them, well, how many of them going to be named Baby and shit. But listen. 
We'll talk about that a little later. But my rant today is with Snow Allegra. But she's just a she's just a, 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 a prototype for how I feel the rest of y'all are. Like it's a lot of uh, 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 what's that girl's Icos out here. All of y'all sound like all of y'all fucking sound just like I was like I was to the Apple Music thing the other day. I was like all these bitches sound like they supposed to be like they singing in a donut. I mean they all sound like it sounds like I don't know. It, I, it, it's all the same type of sound. <laughs> Oh my God! So I'm just on a rant right now. I'm angry about music, and I'm angry that y'all try to sell Snow Allegra out. Somebody said Snow Allegra is they Charday. Jesus, God, she's not even close to Charday. Jesus, I'm done. So take your hair down. The gig is up. And thank God for that young man, because I think he was actually trying to be funny. But you know what? He called some shit out, because it allows us, sometimes you need to expose somebody when they're trying to play off of nostalgia. Take your take your damn hair down and give us Snow Allegra. And quit giving me Don Store Chardet, Hip Hop Chardet, Neo Soul Chardet. <laughs> What's the name of the album? <laughs> oh, God, I got to look at it. Yeah, I'm cracking jokes. I mean to be disrespectful. Okay. It's like change. Maybe people give us give us some better shit around here. Okay. What is it? What's the, what's, what's the name of the album? I had to laugh at the album. I named it. Laughed at the name of the album. What was the name of it? What is it called? What's the name of the album? It's something about the clouds. <laughs> I don't know. I know I skip past her ass every time they play her music on my little, you know, my streaming. So I be skipping right past her ass. Skip right on past. <laughs> my ass skips right. I skip right past. What's the name of it? It is Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies. <laughs> And you know why they doing that? Because they trying to sell her over in that neo category, okay? Hey, come on, y'all. Y'all got to cut this out. Cut this bullshit out, okay? Sorry, Snow. You're probably nice personally. I have to come at you hard because you're out here trying to be a fake Charday. And I, I, and I, know, I knew that was going to eventually happen. I knew that your aesthetics and everything was going to Make people, and I really believe that's why people were drawn to you because the, your handlers and the people who do do who put your imaging together wanted you to play to the nostalgia of Charday, and which you're not. Like I said, it sounds like dime store Charday, uh, neo soul. Uh, try to be neo soul Charday, uh, you know, and. Uh, is it like a little small hip hop slow Charday? I don't know what the fuck it is, but you know what? It's just a, it's a, I like when things get exposed. Now maybe she'll take her fucking hair down, and we'll see who the real Snow Allegra is. <laughs> You're like, what you mean? I'm not mean. Just a helper.
Is he ever? Let me see. Does he wear hair down? And what's her name wears a ponytail? Who's that? And I want her to take her damn hair down, but she ain't trying to be Sade. You can tell this girl is trying to appeal everything Sade. Everything. I can, you can even see the way she looks, the way she carries herself. It is really, they said, wait, there she is. She's a Sade. Let's do that. Oh, that's, that's the worst. When people come out and try to steal somebody's image, ooh, you piss me the fuck off. Oh, Lord, you pissed me. Ain't nothing more that pissed me off than somebody trying to steal somebody's image. They done worked the fuck hard for it. Sure, they been around since the 1980s. You trying to come in and row out ride off her shit. Nope. <laughs> I won't allow it. I will not. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I do see a couple pictures where she got her hair now. And one of them, she's in this green dress and trying to wear it. Like, you know how Sade used to wear her hair back, but it's like a, a like she, yeah, yeah. She's really, it's always in all these fucking pictures, Sade. Okay, because she kind of looks a little similar, got like little similar, like, things to Sade. Or it's like a neo kind of like a scarf around it. It's just like, I'm not, I'm going I'm to cut, cut it out. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm gonna, y'all can look at the girl and see what she's trying to do, okay? But uh, I'm, I'm here to remind, tell y'all, no, let the real Sardays out here go string some Sarday music. Shit. Don't let them play on y'all senses. All right, woman deliberately runs 49 red lights in ex-boyfriend's car to rack up fines after he left her for another woman. This is according to Yahoo.com. Y'all help us is crazy. Let me tell y'all something. Wait, I'll save the time. Let me read this. A Chinese woman had to plan to get revenge on her an ex-boyfriend who left her for another woman, local report said. She used her ex's car to deliberately run red lights and rack up fines, the Global Times reported. The woman known as Lou was arrested, the paper said. An angry woman was arrested in Zhejiang, I don't know, is it Zhejiang, I can't say this, Zhejiang Providence, I probably messed it all up, in eastern China, Zhejiang Providence, after she deliberately ran 49 lights in her ex-boyfriend's car, according to a local media. The woman identified only as Lou asked a man called Chen to rent her form, rent her former partner's Audi, the state-run Global Times news reported, uh, newspaper reported, Clean, Clint, Chen then handed the card to another man called Zhu, who, with Lou, used the card in a two-day marathon committing traffic offenses, the Global Times said. <laughs> Zhu and Lou also ran 49 red lights before they were stopped by police to do safer or, or, uh, at it. <laughs> Listen, girls, let me just say something. Before you do crazy shit, let me just explain to you, therapy is a lot cheaper and less embarrassing, okay? I mean, <laughs> some of y'all do go out. I had a friend one time. <laughs> she tried to bust her man cheat, though, right? It's a true story. <laughs> she did bust her man cheat. I still just stay day thinking she. Okay, she saw his truck at another chick's house, okay, when he was supposed to be at work, right? And so she went uh, knocking on the door. He had answered. So when she got home to their house that they had, they placed their shift together. I mean, she proceeded to fucking wreck that shit. I mean, she just wrecked it up. I mean, she did some wild shit. Nail polishes on the 
on furniture, all kind of bullshit. I mean, just acting a fucking fool. And with the encouragement of one of her family members, who was crazy fun. And I remember saying to her, girl, you don't do no shit like that. Like, I mean, because, you know, and he got so mad. He was so angry. He had her. He pressed charges against her. <laughs> and, it, it, and she went through a lot of shit behind that. Listen, to, I, ladies, sometimes the best revenge, you know, revenge is to uh, just go away. Don't do anything at all. Time will catch up with him. <laughs> okay? I mean, don't ruin your, don't get yourself in jail or get yourself in trouble behind some bullshit, okay? Just, I mean, maintain your temper, okay? I mean, seriously. I mean, really? Now she got to go. Now she in jail and he out there with his woman free. You know what I'm saying? See how that shit don't work? That shit don't work. Probably had a good ass time. While her and Zoo, what's her name? In jail. Lou and Zoo was in jail. And her boyfriend going on about his life with his woman. His new woman. See, she didn't do without one damn thing to stop it. <laughs> and she got to know in China there's all kind of cameras. Girl, bye. <laughs> wow, okay. Wow, wow, wow. I am done. Oh, my God. Y'all hear about Biden talking about face? What is he doing trying to go to door to door and knock on people's door to see if you got the vaccine or not? I would tell you, get the hell out of my door. You are not going to, I'm not going to tell you whether I got it or not. Nature your business. That's a violation of HIPAA. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> you like Carlisle, you tell. It is. He knocking on somebody's door. Like the Gestapo. Knock, knock. You got your vaccine. Uh, look, kind of craziness. You, you, uh, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard. But yeah, I saw that in the uh, in uh, 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 one of the news reports. Really crazy. Okay. Wow. So when we get back. We're gonna talk about. Did Sharon Osbourne get set up in these streets at the top? They're saying they had covered some videotape that said uh, they did. Okay. And uh, Emmy nomination shut down Beyonce. Oh, God. You know you're my favorite. I love you guys. I have a love-hate relationship. No, a love-hate imaginary thing with Beyonce. But but I, I really like triggering y'all. It just, it makes my day, kind of. It's so fun. Let's talk about why the Ivy shit down Beyonce. The gift. I, I mean, Black is King. We'll talk about that when we get back. And baby face out in these streets, things gonna be single again, ladies. Oh my god, this baby face guy is apparently getting a divorce. And we're gonna talk about um, uh, what is this? Let me see what else. Something else. Oh, Jay. Uh, we're gonna talk about Nivea and her story this week that she told about Little Wayne. Girl, it is a lesson. Yes, a lesson for you ladies. Y'all want to come, y'all want to hear what Nivea's had to say, baby. It's a a lesson, okay? So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, (laughs) what am I going to play? Oh, since Maxwell's out here celebrating the, what is it, the 20th anniversary? We're going to be celebrating, when are we going to be celebrating the 10th anniversary coming up of, what the fuck, what is it? What's that, uh, the the Black Summer's Night? (laughs) Because, I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) 
because he's going to want to run a release night, night. So I'm going to go down to Styles of Lane with his ass, okay? Even though I'm, prote- I'm currently protesting, okay? I'm tired. I want to see nothing about nine. But Nana is my favorite, one of my favorite Maxwell songs. It might be my favorite Maxwell song. I, I'm not sure. It could be. I really love now. So we're going to start off with that now. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I will be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs>
like he he seems like he'd be smart alecky, like he's a perfection, but he starts nitpicking your ass. <laughs> he seems like he can do that. Like he's heavy on the romance, but heavy on the nitpicking. I wonder. Or somebody do a try on baby face. Uh, or, or, uh, or, he might be too sweet. Like, one of those guys that just don't have no backbone, and the women have a little bit too, like, ooh. I think that's one of two things I think that's going on. But I personally think it might be my first one. Like, he, like he, he's kind of slick with me. Yeah, yeah, slick now with me, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. What is wrong with baby face? We're prepared, but you know, I often say the silent king of R and B might be baby face. Maybe. As soon as I get home from work, baby face. Maybe rip appeal. Oh, what's that sound of the deal? I only think of you on two occasions. Ready or not. I mean, he's such a romantic. Oh, maybe. He might be too much. He might be an avoidant, too. You know, yeah, I can see. Creative, sensitive soul. It's a lot for a girl to deal with, huh? Uh, I wish y'all luck, though. She, she's seven years in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other news, <laughs> I, I don't even talk too bad about baby face. I know what y'all want me to say, but I ain't saying it. Because I don't believe that. I know what y'all thinking, but I don't believe that. That's why I ain't going to say it. <laughs>
she gets no nomination for us, from us. And people are upset. Of course, those people are probably the beehive. But, you know, I think that the Emmys is like, yeah, but we got the Grammy. You ain't got the money. But, you know, here's the thing. I also think that, uh, you know, Disney just didn't want to put any more hype money behind it. You know? And I can't blame. Listen, Disney has done all it can to for uh, the the gifts. I mean, Black is kids. They, I mean, they've done all it. And, 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 you know, they put a lot of money in it. And it didn't yield the results they, want, they wanted. I say, I've always said the Emmys at, at Christmas time, I mean, the, Disney needs to put that shit on ABC uh, at Christmas as a special. You know, and, and, and I'm sure it will, it will gain huge ratings in the television market for free. Uh, but it says, uh, the TV Academy, this is according to Verity.com, so the TV Academy of Music Branch is clearly not impressed by big names. None of the superstars who entered the 2021 Emmy competition in the music categories, including her, Beyonce, Bruce Springsteen, Sarah Burley, Dolly Parton, and Cher were rewarded Wednesday when the 73rd annual Emmy nominations were announced. Rather, the majority of nominees in the seven music categories were largely familiar composers, songwriters, music directors, and music supervisors within the scoring community. The biggest musical names nominated were Marcus Mumford for the theme of Ted Lasso, Grammy President CEO Harvey Mason Jr. for Zoe Extraordinary Playlist, Jasmine Branford Marcellus for a history uh, for a history Chanel documentary, two-time Oscar winner Christian Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez for that um, song WandaVision. Okay, Mister um, from Tuesday list were songs for. Uh, for safety by her. Uh, listen, I, th- I think her, listen, I'm going to say this. I really don't think her should have got an Oscar. I think that was very much pushed. Uh, I like her. And I'm not really dissing her. I really do. But, you know, I think that the Emmys is trying to do, I think even though the Emmys is absolutely a yawner, who would care if you didn't get nothing? <laughs> I, I mean, but uh, because a lot of these people are trying to be Emmy, uh, Emmy Grammy. You know, uh, uh, Tony winners, uh, EGOTs, or whatever. But here's the thing. Um, I think that a lot of people like her and Beyonce and them tried, like Breakfast King by Beyonce, uh, didn't get nominated. And there's a whole lot of other ones. But I think people like Beyonce tried. That's what Breakfast King was partly made for and hopes she gets some Emmy. But she just. She doesn't concentrate to me on doing good work versus elaborate work. A lot of Beyonce's work is elaborate, but sometimes it's not that good. It's very appealing to the eye. But Black is King was not that good. I mean, I didn't think the delivery of it. I think I knew I knew what they were trying to do, but I didn't think it it, it translate it translated in a way that she wanted it to translate. And that is because again, it was out of her lane. And she was being too deep with it. I think, actually, if Beyonce has to create things in order to get the Emmy's attention and to get, uh, you know, you have to, first of all, just do great work. Do great work that is you. Like, if she, here's the funny thing about Beyonce, you know, I mean, in my personal opinion. If she did a song, like, if she did a put out a fun Emmy, uh, I mean, like a, a, a 
like a live, I mean, like a, say for instance, a, um, I'm trying to think of it, uh, a, a live album, like, that's more in her sphere. Booty um, shaking, and, I, and I'm not trying to be mean, y'all think I'm trying to be mean, but I'm not. More in her sphere, and she does really good work with it, it'll probably get recognized. Because that's where she shines. She doesn't shine when she tries to do these other things. And I keep saying that over and over again, you know what I'm saying? Perhaps that Solange done Michael King and may have shine, but Michael King just didn't come up, didn't translate well. And I think it was very pleasing to the eye. Like I said, there were some moments, there were a, a couple of um, moments that were, you, where you go, hmm, okay. But it was mostly to me, especially the part where her and Jay-Z in it and, like, this, it just seemed to be overdone. It, 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 it just didn't translate well. And the Emmys did right. And the same thing with her. Her, again, just keep making songs in your lane. Keep making great songs. We got the Oscar, and I think that was really pushed. But I think you'll get even more if you stay in your lane. Stay and try to be a, a great artist and make great songs and don't try to shoot for Emmy nominations. Don't try to shoot for Oscar nominations. If somebody asks you to come and do a soundtrack, like, you know, I don't even know if Fortunate got nominated. You know, Fortunate was on the soundtrack. You know, sometimes they, they look down at stuff or certain, certain things, and that was years ago. But here's my thing. That's a great song. I it's not where I see feel like Maxwell attempted or or Art Kelly attempted to write a song to get the the Oscars attention. This is a great song. It gets it or it doesn't. And I think that's what artists should try to do. Instead you have a lot of these artists out here who just specifically they are they are so gaudy with it that they specifically try to shoot, they make these big keys, like Spirit was just a over-the-top song. And she, and she just, and you could clearly see that was a gun for an Oscar nomination. And it's like, you know, no, just make a great song. If somebody asks you to do music for a soundtrack, make great music. It was the quick trying to gun for, oh, this is my chance to win an Oscar. No, just say, hey, I'm coming in here to do great work. And if it gets the attention of the Oscars, great. If it doesn't, fuck it. Right? And that's how you do, that's how you get their attention. I mean, shit, they, I, I mean, I don't pay so much attention to the Oscars I, I, that much anyway. Cause like, <laughs> then they win. They should not be a fight out here for a pimp. Then they, that was funny as hell. But you know what? But it was a song that was great for the movie, that movie. And it, it was catchy. And so the Oscars, they just made a great song in their language. And the Oscars recognized, remember that year when they used dancing to that song? That was some funny shit from the Oscars. Listen, I just all I say, and that's why I keep saying to me, that's why I say to Beyonce, stay in your lane, quit trying to be extra deep, quit trying to be extra, you know, perhaps if you do something special, like a live special, like Beyonce, like like Janet used to do live from Hawaii or something like that, and you invite people like Meg the Stallion and you do your real booty, I'm a savage, and you do a special uh, performance of Savage and stuff, that stuff is going to grab their attention. 
he'll probably nominate that. But when you sit up here and try to do some bullshit, try to be out deep and stuff, hey, hi, yarn. It is what it is. I said what I said. Okay? I wasn't that bad today, Beehive. I feel like I was very nice. The talk co-host Ellen Welcher-Roth consoled Sharon Osbourne after on-air meltdown, okay? Now, everybody is talking to about this because people are saying that Sharon got clearly set up. Now, I don't know. I, I, haven't, I, I, I haven't listened to the video. I'm getting ready to listen to it with y'all. I'm going to try to pull it up. Mm-hmm. You got it? I'm trying to pull the video up so y'all can hear Sharon. This is from Fox, I think. Okay, let's see. Uh, Where y'all can get, so y'all can hear this. I'm trying to set it up where y'all can uh, get the audio. The audio wasn't. I didn't have the audio set all the way up. But apparently, they're saying Judith's consoling uh, that, you know, it was obvious that uh, Sharon Osborne had kind of got, I guess some people felt like she had, she had, she had gotten set up for the situation um, that happened. So let's see if we can prove it. Okay, is it up yet? Hold on. Okay, so now I'm going to have to just read it to y'all. Okay, so the top co-host, Ellen uh, Warren, the social Osborne, the 68-year-old, was confronted about her support of Pierce Morgan during the episode of the daytime talk show. Back in March, Morgan walked off the set of, of his own television show after fielding criticism for his comments on Meghan Markle, which some have deemed racist. Osborne fired off a tweet supporting Morgan, which drew backlash. During the March episode of The Talk, um, let's see here, they said uh, Osborne addressed her support for Megan 50, uh, her support for Morgan 56 and insisted she does not share his opinion but support his right to voice his own. The conversation became. Okay. Trying to get, this is not the audio. Okay. We're going to get the audio in a minute here. But it says, uh, you know, uh, let's see here. Uh, now, uh, now an audio obtained by the Daily Mail, Walter, Walter Roth, 34, seemingly apologized for the incident and claimed that she was asked to spark the conversation that spiraled out of control. Okay. Okay. So, so she wasn't lying when she said she uh, got set up. Okay. Uh, they said they asked. She said they asked me to ask questions. I said no. I'm not going to ask that question. Okay. And um, I said, wait. What's the intention of this conversation? Because this can go left so fast. I told them this is going to be a train wreck. She added, Sharon, I'm just so sorry that that went that way. The way it went. <clears throat> In an audio allegedly recorded by Mike, that was still hot. Osborne could be heard crying and said that being forced to defend herself made her look guilty. Ah, oh, see the trickery they did? 
Well, Tamara said, uh, said, I wish I had the audio. Maybe, maybe I do got the audio. Do I got it? I don't. I, I don't know what's going on with the audio. It's not working right. But it says, uh, she said, I just want you to know, Sharon, Cheryl loves you and respects you so much and had your back behind the scenes. Walter Ross continued. She was not trying to attack you, and I also understand when you have a night of trolls fucking attacking you online, that puts you in a position where you have to defend yourself, okay? Uh, she doesn't think you're racist. I don't think you're racist. But they play uh well, Walter Ross, they said that Walter Ross doubled down on her claim that Underwood was made to ask a provocative question that led to a heated altercation. Additionally, the journalist said she assumed the pre-conversation had taken place so that Osborne could best address the question, which the former reality star explained was not the case. Okay, so they did set her up. She said that from the beginning. Okay, and you know what? Listen. If the show has gotten, if the show has just gotten a mess, even though I like the new guy, I like the guy that got on there, I like him when he's on Wendy, but I don't like him on that show, the talk. The talk without Sharon Osbourne has gotten worse. I said, what is it? And, you know, um, Sharon, if this, uh, this audio proves that Sharon was, these, these producers knew that was going to spark something. And they set her up. It is what it is. It's what it, it is. What it is. There's, nothing else, there's nothing to argue about. Even though I don't understand that conversation as being really racist. I, I really don't see, you know, I just don't get it. But, hey, who am I out in the streets, okay? Um, what else are we supposed to talk about here? Uh, can we talk about Nivea? Yes! Talk about this, okay? I was shocked when I heard this situation. When I heard her talk about this, I was like, wow. Okay. I just read the same right pause for a long time because they said Foxy says he still thinks nature, not Wuhan Wuhan Lab. Most likely the origin for COVID nineteen. Foxy is a fucking nut. Let me tell you that. Let me just say this. Foxy doesn't want that because the people are linking it back to him knowing about the funding of that lab and things like that. So of course he wants to in my personal opinion, he wants to deflect from it being uh that leaking out that lab. When it's clear evidence from a lot of people that it leaked out the lab. He's still trying to throw people off. He always say he faced a lot of stuff and then a couple of months down the line he come back saying bullshit. That, I mean, he really ended Donald Trump's career. It was his ass because he kept telling him different stuff. But, you know, I digress there. I just saw that and had to laugh. Foxy is funny as hell. Okay, so uh, we, we were talking about here um, Nivea. I mean, this was such a – she had a great interview with, uh, I think, uh, Candy this week. And she talked about why she quit her career. And, you know, I kind of felt sad for her because it – because in the end, you know, it's a lesson for women to really pay attention to the nature of the men you are with. 
Because it doesn't matter if they're wealthy or poor. A lot of these men can still be dusty. You got dusty riches, okay? But this is on Hot97.com. It says, Nibia opens up about her rocky relationship with Lil Wayne. It's no secret that Wayne and Nibia didn't have the perfect love story. The two started out, started dating back in 2002 and shared two children together. The two were engaged to be married, but things took an interesting turn. During a recent interview on Candy Burris, uh, on the note, Nibia reveals that little Wayne convinced her to quit music at the height of her career. Okay, so I'm going to try to listen to this, okay? It's really interesting, okay? Listen. What point did you meet Wayne? I met Wayne because um, from the most long time ago. Yeah, he encouraged you to basically say deuces yes, and come to the New Orleans.
Then he moves her into an apartment while he moves his wife into the house. If that ain't so, what's that, what's that boy's name from Love and Hip Hop, the first one? What's the dude who's he's hosting Cheaters now? I forget his name. That's, if that ain't some of his shit. <laughs> Listen, ladies, I, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even got no ring in me for this. Because the first sign is Nibia, let Nibia be a life, life lesson to you. Okay? The first sign is he's interfering in her career with some bullshit for her phone number. So he was already there to be a distraction. He wasn't there to help her at all during her career. And what he did was he 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 ended up being one of the reasons. He wasn't the reason, but he was one of her. Apparently there was something in her already. You know what I'm saying? But he ended up being one of the distraction, distractions that caused her to veer off of her career path. Only for him not to stay with her and go around and impregnate a whole bunch of other people. A dusty ass. You know what we don't talk about the dustiness of blue light. Dusty. Ladies, when a man says, come move in with me, I got you. Be very careful. In what way do you get it? What what does that mean? What does that mean you got me? What the fuck you talking about? What what do you what do you have set up that you that's proves to me that you got me? Because I have a musical career. I didn't come here to be your baby mama. I didn't come here to be your uh, uh your your maid. What the fuck does it mean that you got me set up? And what happened was she got down there and she played wifey without a wifey, without wifey, uh, 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 without the wifey legal thing, and he fucked her over and married another chick. That's what happened to Tara. Tara and what's his name? Peter Gunn. That's who it was, Peter Gunn. Tara, remember Tara or whatever that girl's name from Love Hip Hop? He was, she was living with him for years and had four babies with this motherfucker. She's a beautiful girl, too. She's a beautiful girl. This other girl come in. He's still going back and forth, but he's still in with Tara, Tara or whatever. And she's still pretending to be white. Meanwhile, this motherfucker is secretly married to other kids. Don't ever play wifey. Don't let them have your room. When you're young, especially. When you're a young girl out here and you got a bright career and a bright future ahead of you, don't let no slick-talking motherfuckers come along and tell you. I got to talk to y'all like this because that's what y'all understand. Tell you, start talking to you uh, 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 like he wants you to be the wife, but without giving you the ring. And even if he does marry you, be careful. He's the marriage ain't a distraction. Some people, the devil trying to throw you off your, uh, uh, your assignment, your destiny. 
And from that point, she had a hard time. Sometimes the devil sends the sweetest people to throw you out some different. Guess I got to sniff them out. So you got to sniff them out. Listen. And here's the thing. I always tell women to be, you know, be very, try to be very communicative with a man. Get to know him. Get to talking to him and see what his intentions are, his thoughts are with you. And Little Wayne was actually showing her from the beginning, in my personal opinion, that he wasn't serious about doing anything about her career because he wouldn't have called her record company and say, I'm going to do a son with you and never do the son. And talk about, I don't really want to do no son. I just want to get your number. What? Motherfucker, I just got a number one album on the on the on 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 right now, and you call me a plan, talking about you want my number. Fuck that. You gonna do the song or not? Well, you ain't gonna talk. You ain't got nothing to talk about. See, that's, and, and see, you gotta you gotta do it because these people will play at you. It took her down a long long path. I mean, girls, you gotta have these conversations with them. You gotta have. To, I understand. I understand when you got chemistry. And that one person that you just, it just, it just works. You know, you feel it. But they can take, there's some men that can take advantage of that energy. Okay, so you got to really have conversations with these men and see what they at. Don't let them interfere or distract you from your destiny and where you're going in life. Young lady, do not let a man do this to you. Even with the marriage, distracting you with the marriage. Because there will be men who will marry you and distract you. Suddenly, you at home, and your dreams is gone, and and you was like, dang, I thought, oh, yeah, man, it's going to be, uh, I was going to be uh, fishing this and doing this and that, and you'll find yourself doing his business. So you got to make sure that you both have, uh, you both are, you, you are sure about where you're going, and he's sure about where he's going, and that that, that couples together to create a situation where you both can move in and out of your goals and be supportive with each other as a couple and as one unit. But never let no man play with your wounds and your uh, and your and your and, 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 and having you up there pretending to be a wife and not giving you the fucking real benefits and paperwork of a wife. Okay, that's how she got played. Real too. Crazy. It wasn't his fault per se. But she didn't realize what a distraction was. It's really the fault lies with her eventually in the end. But he lied to her. And so many young women, I have heard so many stories of so many women that this has happened to. And I've heard stories of older women who when they started off, they expected something, and they got, and, and sometimes people were a distraction for them. Left them with children and everything, and they bounced to someone else while they, the women played the wife. Nobody, don't give nobody no white, ain't no white duties if ain't, I don't have no uh, 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 rings on, as Beyonce said. You have to put a ring on. I ain't going to be coming over your house living with you, cleaning up, acting like a wife, you using my wound and shit like that, and you ain't putting no ring. What's this wife do? You don't get that. 
And if you ain't going to be the wife, make sure there's some contract signs and some tangibles up in that bitch. Yes, if you live in Lino, make sure it's contracts and hands and moves and everything, and you keep and, and, and all that. But ladies, I say young ladies never give up your room that to uh, uh, somebody who is not willing to make you up. Now, older women, let me just say this, okay? And I don't really even like it with older women, but with older women, I have more of an understanding because a lot of times with older women, they don't have time to play, like 40s and their late 40s or something like that. And maybe you or you, you on your second, you, you're a divorcee or something like that, and you and somebody move in together or whatever like that, and maybe there's a baby that's born or something. I'm a little lighter, but you young girls have your whole situation ahead of you, and you're in a different vibe. So your wound is very valuable. And your, 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 and the children, having children is a very valuable thing. So you want to protect your, your, um, you, you want to protect um, protect your womb and your and your motherhood and how you become a mother because it's very important the energy that your child is born into. So you want to even if it's born into with the wealthy dusty, it's still if it's if it's coming through chaos, it's coming through chaos. So always make sure just because some man got a lot of money and all this stuff. Uh, be very careful with letting someone use your wound because they got coins. Raising children is more than financial. Yeah. Your motherhood is valuable. And don't let nobody get that shit cheap. And I mean, what I mean for cheap is like Nick Cannon, like future, like uh, 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 protection wound. Uh, no, uh, when we talking babies, that requires marriage certificates, rings. I'm too young for your bullshit. Never do it for a monthly check.
in these certain neighborhoods and everything. And so uh, a lot of the bourgeois, the you know, the upscale people who are scared to lose, uh, who are scared of losing their power. The rumor is that they, our rumor is that this group may have hired people to uh, deal with. Uh, of this president because things weren't going well for them and they were losing control of of, of of the situation, so they had him killed. I don't know if I believe that yet, but uh, 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 apparently they hired these, these private security firms are very easy to hire to act as mercenaries to go over and do assassination. You know, U.S. government uses them, a number of governments use these kind of a real trip, so I encourage y'all to go listen to um, listen to uh, that, uh, check that out, listen to um, uh, that on the, uh, uh, listen to that uh, on the Crown Channel Facebook page, I put it, you know, Haiti is just a, a situation that is Haiti been racked for years with issues, you know, and always behind it. I say follow the money. Because who sits behind the bourgeoisie of, of, of these governments? Who props them up and stuff like that? You know, it, the Western world, Haiti is a symbol of Black freedom, black liberation, in the strongest sense. And Haiti has had hell ever since they kicked the, kicked the French ass, okay? Since this was me. And the French, everybody's been giving them, the Western world's been giving I mean, the people have been giving them hell ever since because they had the nerve to keep white supremacy in the ass. That's all. So sad. I have a lot of respect for Haitian the Haitian uh, people in that in the story. Uh, you know, Tyreek Nasheed has a great, uh, and I have it here, uh, thing about Haiti, the Haitian Revolution. It is really good. And there's another, you can listen to a number of things about the Haitian Revolution and stuff like that, but very interesting, okay? So you can kind of understand the history and how, what, how that affects Haiti today, okay? Um, Let me get what's other. Oh, T Pain, okay? So when I get back, we're going to talk about that. T Pain talked about T Pain had a rant last week that I can appreciate. I can appreciate T Pain and his rant, okay? So we're going to talk about that when we get back his uh, rant against, uh, against people giving him the same uh, type of music. And I'm like, you know what? Say that stuff to T Pain. And we're going to talk about. Uh, the Texas Democrats in voting, and we're going to talk about uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck's latest uh, 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 news, and a little bit, a whole lot more, okay, when I come back in the, uh, uh, in the TV show. But what is, what I got to put? What's on there? Have it up? Yeah, this is something that come out. I'm like, just, just put the song on. <laughs> it's not that easy. I'll be ready for y'all. I think I'm ready for y'all, and then I'm not. All right, okay, so um, 
Okay, let's listen to some Marvin, okay? After the dance, we'll go smooth. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment. I'll hold on, y'all. Shout out to T-Pain, because T-Pain told some fucking truth on the show, okay? 
I can I I'll let y'all hear a little bit more than everybody's been playing. But you know, I can appreciate what he said. Okay, to speak about the rant. He went on a rant about music being repetitive. He's right. T Pain is right. Let's listen. And this is from uh, what's this from? T Pain's uh, radio. T Pain's uh, uh, radio show. His ra- his radio show. T Pain Daily. The record you're going to spend the most attention on But if I make better music And I got 20 grand to promote the shit You're not going to see it I understand that I understand the state of music The state of music is always Fucking three hundred grand on promoting a record right now, and that's the record. You're gonna... Okay, guys, we're gonna get it back where, where I can get it. Okay. <laughs> people didn't realize the state the music is in right now. The whole year is down bad. Now I realize the state the music is in. But I also know that there's good music in the state of music right now. The thing is that motherfuckers that make bad music have the most money. So they can they can spend fucking three hundred grand on promoting a record right now. And that's the record you're gonna spend the most attention on. But if I make better music and I got twenty grand to promote the shit, you're not gonna see it. I understand that. I understand the state of music. The state of music has always been bad, but it's about who's willing to put the most money into it and put the most promotion behind it. How the fuck did Umbop get popular? Because they spent money on it, but that was a bad state of music. How the fuck did any bad record in the 90s Get promoted because motherfuckers are willing to put money behind Michael LaPriore. What up, brother? How you doing? Love you, bro. Uh, but how did any bad record? We've always had bad records. Every era of music had a bad record. But the reason that the bad record was good was because the record label behind it decided we can spend any amount of money on this shit, and people have to listen to it. I get that. I under. Okay. I'm going to go into the other portion so you guys can hear where he goes off, okay? I think I. Okay. Making it because you think, because you're in the studio like, what's the number one record right now? We need to make another one of those. Stop doing that. Stop. You're not original. Give me some original shit. Give me some. Are you seriously telling me that you sat here and watched me tell a bitch to eat a dick? And you thought that wasn't original? Are you seriously sitting here telling me to eat a dick is the bad part of music? Stop! 
He earned my respect for the rent alone. Listen, do something the fuck else. Who else tell us no later, too? I said the same thing. I said it. Do something else. No. Quit being trying that. Let me get she said to. Listen, here's the thing. She's right. I wanted to play that part where he talked about the promotion of bad music. He's right in every area, every, every, every era, there has been bad songs. But the difference is in the 90s, more promotion was going behind good stuff. Like, there, there was more, you, you had the occasional uh, bad song come out, like Oombop or something like that, and get that heavy promotion, right? Because it was a white boy group, young kid group, you know what I'm saying? It was more attention to the young people. Of course, right? You always had that in every, every era. But the difference between the 90s and the 80s, you know, stuff like that, is they were, they were put money in promotion, the record company was the record people were more interested in originality. They it used to be a time where the record companies would not sign you if you sounded like a Luther, or if you sounded like a, a, a certain other person, or if you sounded like so. They would be like, yeah, we already get we already get that. No matter how good you sound, it, it was it, they didn't they wanted originality. So there was a time in the music industry where the music industry was promoting actual talent, okay? Now, I love with Jesse Jasper. I always tell people Jesse Jasper, when Jesse Jasper was on the show, I know a lot of people don't like Jesse Jasper because Diary of uh, uh, Hollywood Street King, you know, was a wild uh, blonde back in the day. But he came on, I interviewed him one time, and we were at the height of Diary of uh, Hollywood Street King. Uh, and he said one of the most interesting things. Uh, he, he, it was one of the most interesting interviews to me, one of my favorites. But Jackie said, um, he said that that every artist now uses the Michael Jackson uh, 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 marketing uh, thing. I was like, you shit, you right. You know, because Michael Jackson needed heavy promotion in the 80s to get on MTV and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking about one of the most promoted artists of the 80s was Michael Jackson. I mean, there was a lot of money put behind Michael Jackson to get Michael Jackson, to push Michael Jackson out of the R&B box into the pop world charts, okay? Uh, and the great thing about uh, uh, that was that Michael Jackson was very talented, and it was a great-ass album that they, they promoted. Thrill is a great-ass album. She thrill is a good album. Uh, uh, but Thriller was probably the one of the most promoted albums in history. It, I mean, you know, Payola has always been there and it's still here in these streets. They just do it in different forms now. But, you know, in those times, they used Payola for Michael Jackson. They used Payola for some of the greatest albums that we have heard, okay? Uh, uh, allegedly in these streets, let me say that. Okay? But uh, here is the deal. It was a good album. Now these motherfuckers that's coming up, they use the Michael Jackson uh, 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 formula for bad shit. Even more, like record companies start saying, let's mass produce fuckers that aren't really good. You know, that's why I said Black is King. Black is King didn't do well, even with the heavy promotion, because, you know, people just weren't into it. But the thing is, uh, Beyonce is a heavily promoted artist. Uh, some stuff she does is good, some stuff is not so great, but they're still promoted because she's Beyonce. 
Okay? And that's what you know, you see with these female rappers. A lot of them are sounding the same. A lot of them are sounding like uh, strippers. I mean, like they're doing stripper music. They all sounding alike. And so not all of them, but they'll be on heavy promotion. I remember they said Nicki Minaj allegedly was out here talking about somebody with payola. But Nicki Minaj, I would say, was definitely, because she had no other competition for like eight to nine years. How did she do that? Heavily promoted. So she couldn't just talk about another female artist when no other female artist could get into place during her reign for a little bit. So I would say there definitely had to be some shenanigans, in my opinion, going on. But listen, it doesn't mean she wasn't good. It just means there was some probably shenanigans to keep others out. So here's my thing. Today you're going to see a lot of that, and there's a promotion of the bad, simply because people want these record companies and some want to make the quick buck. You know, it, you know, they want to put out quick music, quick thing, um, you know. And it's easy. I mean, and, and I have to agree with uh, 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 T-Pain about all the little, but I guess I'm saying, these people can't really be calling themselves baby. Like, why do y'all keep feeling the need to call yourself baby? Like dub baby, little baby, little 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 and little, little and dub. It almost is like it's such a bad connotation to the baby, the grown ass man calling himself a baby. But it's it's you know it's kind of weird that all y'all are doing it, and I'm wondering if record companies are putting pressures to have those type of names too, because it's like it's it's a lot of clown shit going on out here, even in rap. Rap is totally turned into hip hop is turned into a total clown fest. So it's like that's what they promote out there. They promote the clown shit, just like they're promoting a lot of these uh, girl little girls in R and B that sound like they singing at the donut shop. I ain't trying to really sound like cafe songs, songs that you hear in a little cafe, like a little cafe. I, I mean, they all sound the same, but they, and they highly sexual, highly sexual cafe songs. No one like this right on in there with them. She ain't thinking sexual, but she she sounds like a little can I keep somebody you hear on the elevator or a cafe. Shit, I said what to Here's the thing. Originality is so important to artistry. Uh it's so important to um being a good artist, being a good musician, finding out who you are and who you want to, uh, and the image that you want to, especially if you're going to go into now. If you're going to sing at your local donut shop for the rest of your life and everything, I, and I ain't wrong, nothing wrong with that. Because there's a lot of people who make good money being local artists and stuff like that. I ain't got no problem with that. But if you want to go into the business of music, where you are selling imagery and you're selling the sound and you're selling the look and everything, please develop your uh, art. Please develop who you are so that they won't put you in a category that you really are not. And they won't put you in a category and they won't say, oh, you the new Beyonce, you the new sister. I saw a girl, I ain't going to say no names the other night, everybody was – going off about her video, but I was like, it's the same shit. It was a great dancing video, and she looked pretty and everything, but I was like, you know, it, it, 
The thing is develop who you are. I love artists that, uh, like, for instance, and this is another thing, really, they all are, I'm going to just say this, even Janae Aka, Aka, or whatever, all of them are really Korean baby Ray babies. Because Korean baby Ray has that little cafe sound, but she does it so well. Like, you know, it's distinctively her. You can tell she's an artist that worked on her craft. And there's not a copycat thing. Now you got a lot of girls who specialize. It's like a sexualized Korean baby Ray thing going on on the radio. <laughs> that's, that's what I can describe it or whatever. But, you know, you can see, you, you have to develop yourself. You can't just come out here. I mean, you can come out here and sell bullshit if you want to, but eventually people going to find you out. You know, when you go to perform live, people find your shit out. You well, know, not now, man. Now they can they can play with your voice online. Oh, and you can sing. See, people people ain't got to be able to sing that music live no more. They got all kind of stuff that can go over your voice and shit. <laughs> but you know, it's important if you want to be the great one of the amongst the great artists that you do put in the work that you put in work uh, for your for your art. For the, if you really love music and you love and you just happen to be going into the business of music so that your music, your creative vibe can be heard worldwide, not only do you, should you understand the business of it, business side of it, but you need to understand uh, the marketing and how you present yourself and how you sell yourself to the world and try to put in originality in it. Because all the greats were original. Who wants to be a copycat of somebody? You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I think of, like, the great artists, and the artists that came out in the 90s, when you think about Mary J. Blige, I mean, distinctive. Even though they helped, even though the record company helped to shape who she was, that hood girl that could relate to everybody that was going through pain and stuff like that, that was sort of shaped by the record company, but that really was who Mary J. Blige was. In some sense, somebody had a good eye for her, and she developed that artistry over time, even through some hard times, right? Um, same thing with when you say, when you show Chardonnay. I remember first seeing Chardonnay. Oh, like, just like when she first showed up in the 80s and Smooth operator. Okay, like, who is that? Like she was so beautiful and classy, hair slicked back, you know. And it, it was a, it was just a sound that you had never heard. It was just oh my god! And it, it, she just brought a whole other sexy, alluring, mystique vibe. I mean, you weren't no copycat shit. It was like it was it was it was very it was different. And you can, and the band, shit, the band was dope. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like, you know, uh, the, but when they, when they brought her, whatever, when they, when they, when, when they bought Sade through, you could see this was going to be her, that's her. The mysterious, this mysterious, beautiful creature who sings this beautiful music with his, Tinge of like it's like a a lot a lot of different things in it. And, I mean, it was R and B, but it was beautiful. It was like soul from everywhere. I loved it. I mean, you know, and black people in America, especially black native black America, just took to her because we was like, shit, yes, 
you know, she had her image. She wasn't. She was. She was very different and unique. D'Angelo, unique. A throwback, but unique. You know? Channels like the church boys. They're like, you know, when we see any quartet groups and stuff. You never listen to quartet. I grew up listening to, my grandfather was in a quartet group. I grew up listening to a lot of quartets growing up in gospel. And that's what, what D'Angelo is kind of a throwback to that sound. So it's Anthony Hamilton a little bit. Uh, Calvin Richardson is that. He's a distinctive sound. Very, it's so distinctive. Uh, when you think about, and let's talk about Maxwell, who isn't that uh, rough R&B, but, you know, he has this beautiful, he comes with this beautiful, like, high-pitched, off voice that can make you can go in and out, and he has this, just a different vibe, like, about him. It was so, like, it, it, was, it wasn't just the music, but it was, it was like a whole vibe. And that's when you hear the music, you got, like, a whole vibe. Like, he's a, 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 a very distinct look. Very unique. So I just feel like you, that is part of that, uh, of being a great artist. You have to be different. You have to be unique. You can't be like everybody else. Eventually, you're going to get found out. Eventually, a smell of labor moment is going to happen to you where somebody's going to compare you to the actual real person you're trying to be like, and we're going to find out how less you are of them. So you have to make sure it doesn't mean you can't borrow from Charday, but it means that you have to bring what is distinctively you to the table. And I know record companies today don't like that because they like to put you out here like cookie cutters and get a hit and send you on about your way so they can make some money. But the truth of the matter are, are, you know, the truth of the matter is that you have to be, if you want to be great, in my personal opinion, there has to be a distinction. There has to be something about you that is highly unusual. Like, you know, Marvin Gaye, I mean, like, uh, 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 Maxwell and D'Angelo and people, artists like that were a throwback to Marvin, but very distinctively their own. Somebody like Erica Badu, when she comes on the scene, she sounds like a Billie Holiday. Very distinctively, Erica Badu in a, in a, a, a new era Billie. That's what I always think Erica Badu was, a new era Billie Holiday. Like Billie Holiday came through R&B not out of jazz and moved her way into jazz, out of, moved her way from jazz into R&B and hip-hop. And she brought along this little soulful, like, new vibe mixed with intelligent R&B and soul. It was something. It was the way. It was, it was, it was, it was great. Very distinctive. Jill Scott. Very distinctive. You don't have your unique vibe. Don't nobody want to go get <laughs> Like I say, all you girls can't be running around naked. I mean, like, after Rihanna and Beyonce, all y'all wanted to do is run around naked and buy Leotards. And it's like, it's like, it's too much. So overkill. That's why I said about Chloe Bailey. I mean, what's the name, Chloe? I said last week, she can't keep doing Beyonce. I mean, I know they're telling her to do Beyonce, but fuck that. You got to bring what's the things we close. 
you can't be Beyonce. Beyonce is still the fuck out here. Okay? So it's a, it, it, be you. You can borrow, but please don't be a clone of everybody else. This is the problem with music today. Oh, my God, it's just too much. Okay? Uh, what were we going to talk about? Ben Affleck? I wanted to talk about with him. We forgot to talk about Safari and Erica. I don't got time. Oh, the Texas Dems vote. The Texas Dems have been going off. I'm not going to read that article. But let me just say this. I have lived in Texas for quite some time now, and I used to live in Missouri and vote in Missouri all the time. Let me tell you, when I first got to Texas, I was shocked. This was pre-COVID of how easy it was to vote. These Democrats are on some bullshit on a lot of this stuff, and the news media is backing that bullshit. But I will just say this. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I remember I said, I, they were saying, like, you got three, I remember we had, like, three to four weeks, I think, you could vote. Like, you got three to four weeks from 10 to 6 to 10 to 7 to get to the voting polls and vote. Like, what motherfucker can't get your ID and get to, you got three weeks to vote. All they want you to do is go, they want to go back to pre-COVID rules, and the Democrats are getting mad because they want to be able to make absentee ballots and stuff like that. Yeah easier to do. No. Absentee ballots were not supposed to be for people just in so if you're out of town or you're going to be gone somewhere or something like that. Listen, they make it easy to vote in the state of Texas. That's not the easier to vote in Texas than in Missouri than I lived in Missouri. I mean, I couldn't believe how much time I had to vote. I was like, shit, this is cool. And so, and it's still, you know, people don't read these, read what's really going on that they want, the post-COVID rules, that's really what's going on when they talk about voting rights and stuff like that. They really trying to keep post-COVID rules as normal. But here's the thing. The only thing I say is that with IDs is I've always said that older people, older black people or people who get harder to find their birth certificates, they need to advocate for them, to, for the IDs and stuff to make it easier to get their IDs. But for you get motherfuckers around here who's young and you able-bodied and stuff like that, why can't you go get your ID? I mean, you got to show your ID. It's a thing thing show your ID. What's wrong with you, Why are we, why are you trying to make it, people not be able to vote? What's wrong with people showing their ID? That's, that's okay. That's not voter suppression when you ask asking people to show their ID. Voter suppression, go back to the 19. 50s and 60s and read what voter suppression was. Voter suppression is when the Klan is standing out the motherfuckers trying to, to, to intimidate you or when you go in and they say, name the three executive branches of the United States and tell us what they all do and stuff shit. Like you can't, that's some of this kind of shit they used to do back in the day to voter suppress black people. But asking the motherfuckers to get their ID is not voter suppression. Only people that should be advocated with advocated for with that is older people. After the motherfucker get to the polling booth between ten and seven is not voter suppression. And you got three to four weeks to vote. Come the fuck on. Y'all come Well, we want the voter booth to be open to eleven o'clock at night. No. You got between ten you got all day and three to four weeks to do it. I want to be able to just send in my ballot. No, you the post office can't barely handle regular mail. And you see what happened this last election. We got to cut the bullshit out, okay? We got to understand what voter suppression is and what's not voter suppression. And a lot of these people are playing on, and a lot of these, you got to read some of these laws and some of these, some of this stuff is crazy. 
and a lot of corporations and stuff are in support of, because we black people are looking like the face of voter suppression, but it's really because they want to make it, in my opinion, easier for illegals to vote. And illegals shouldn't be voting. They ain't saying that. But if you ain't going to show your ID, if you're going to make it easier in the system, that's not cool. So, you know, I, 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 I see them using black people for nostalgia, but the real thing, and then they, they put up these, these, but a lot of these corporations are interested in cheap labor, and uh, they're interested in selling black people and making and keeping parties in that are interested more so in cheap labor, okay? So, uh, and that's both for not just Democrats, Republicans too, okay? Now, I'm going to end the show tonight with this one story. Jennifer Lopez, is it, that time? I may have to go into overdrive. we got five minutes in. Jennifer Lopez is reportedly happy to be dating, being asked because, you know, she feels like uh, he's a big star. She needs to, you know, and basically, this according to Yahoo.com, uh, they're saying, Jennifer Lopez is reportedly happy to be dating a big star like Ben Affleck, who isn't competitive with her. Uh, from what fans have gleaned so far, it looks like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez became a romance and still going strong. The two megastars who seemingly got back together following a secluded trip to Montana and may have been taking their relationship step, relationship step by step, even if those uh, steps may feel more like le- leaks to some. But there's one element of their newfound romance that seems like a huge part of what's making their relationship work this time around, and it's their ability to be equal, independent participants in their romantic partnership. According to a new report from Entertainment Tonight Source, the couple was still spending all their free time together and making each other a priority. Uh, J-Lo filed charge and has certainly done the same with Ben again this time around, a source shared with an outlet. Ben's a guy who does his own thing that J-Lo loves. He has his own life and is famous in a different way and that is, and way than she is and not trying to compete with her by any means. They just support and love each other. Okay, now remember, I talked about this bullshit. I said this was the problem with Alex Rodriguez, that Alex Rodriguez probably felt like he couldn't, he couldn't impress her ass. Because, you know, he, you know, uh, Jennifer Lopez had her own thing going. It's a continuous vibe. It's a continuous thing. And, you know, I said when I was talking about Jennifer and he was somebody like Puffy, okay, he was kind of established. Now, being aspect is on the trajectory down, but he is established white Hollywood, Okay. And Jennifer Lopez, I think, is impressed by that shit. Jennifer, I do think he is using you a little bit, but, you know, I digress. It'll hopefully it works out. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, I, I women like her need somebody like that who is that she feels is equal because otherwise she's going to be in constant competition with him. And I talked about this on a few shows that that is probably one of the reasons that Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez wasn't working out. But one of the things I would say about Jennifer Lopez, and I, if this isn't a publicity stunt, and she's really out here with Alex like that, uh, you know, watch your children because your children were real close to being out. Like, a lot of these things, you women be jumping in and out of shit, and, and the kids are like, damn, I mean, they can't keep up with who you with and stuff like that. I mean, my thing is be very careful of, you know, you do have children. Be very careful. Take your time with people. Uh, and, you know, don't introduce them to your kids and stuff like that. If you ain't sure, y'all going to be a long time thing. Okay, because kids get hurt and everything when shit don't work. Okay? So try to get to know each other first and then get back, jump back, and bring the kids. I don't want to see Jennifer Lopez out here with her kids in the airport. And then that's what she is. No time for me. Okay? 
and uh, you know, if you guys don't like it, you want to always disagree with me. It is okay. I'm okay with that. I nobody is always a hundred percent right. It's just my opinion and my ideas. But I do appreciate y'all listening to the show so much. I do. I really do. And you guys, I will hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And rest, I mean, rest of your week and enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay? Listen, I don't got no other news for you. I think I got it all out today. Can y'all believe it? There's going to be no fourth show. <laughs> oh, you know what? I did forget to talk about supporting Erica Minya and Jay-Z and Damon Dash and you. But you know what? I'll say that. You know, we, we can talk about that, okay? We can talk about that some other time, all right? Oh, and Space Jam reviews. I didn't talk about that either. I don't know, I haven't seen Space Jam right yet. I saw the previews of it, but I don't know if I really want to see it. You know what I want to see? Escape Room? I'm going to see Escape Room, I think. But I don't really, I'm not that interested in Space Jam. You know, I think Space Jam should have been done with uh, Steph Curry. But cause I think Steph Curry's more kids currently. But LeBron looks like, you know, a lot of people are not liking the LeBron version. Um, I think because Space Jam was so iconic with Jordan, uh, it's hard to follow a great man's footsteps. You know what it is, you know? So uh, you guys tell me how you like Facebook. You know, you guys can hit me up on the Carlisle Travel Facebook page, message me, tell me how you like it or whatever. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's it, y'all. That's it. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. I am out. See y'all next week, okay? Or maybe during the week. Who knows? We're going to leave that with Give Me the Night, George Vincent. See ya. <laughs> Oh,